0: Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning we're going to talk about God's exciting gift. God has a very exciting gift for you today. But, well, maybe you're asking, well, what is it? When do I get it? And do I get to keep it? That's a good one. Why is he giving me one? Who's giving me one? Well, let's look for a minute, John three sixteen, with me. It says, "For God, that's who's giving the gift. He's the ultimate gift giver." Amen. He so loved, that's why he's giving the gift. A couple of weeks ago, Rebecca shared uh, about love out of First Corinthians thirteen, how his love is patient, it's kind, it's hopeful, it's it's so many things. Um, I'm glad that we have a God that loves, aren't you? It would be kind of hard to serve God if he hated you. Think about that. If you, if you had a God that hated everything, it'd be, it'd be tough. I'd think I'd quit. But God loves you. He loves you. And who does he love? The world. For God so loved the world. That means he loved you and me. We're in the world and we're the people that God loves. Hmm. That He gave. That He gave. He's the gift giver. Well what did He give? What did God give? We've already established that He gave because of His love, and that it was God who gives, and He gave to everyone in the world the opportunity to receive His gift. So what's the gift? Well, I think it's pretty exciting that it's a multifaceted gift. It's a many-parted gift. It's got all kinds of aspects to it. I don't want to share a few of those with you this morning. Wow. And every one of them has a key scripture that stands with it. So the first gift, the first gift that God gave us is salvation. And the, the key reference to that is John 1.12. It says, But those who embrace or received Him took hold of his name, and were given the authority to become the children of God. Anybody that receives him has the authority to become a child of God. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? That's the best news there ever ever was. There's a difference between gifts and wages in that sense. Um, You can't work for this gift. You can't earn this gift. It can't be accredited to you as wages. It's a gift. A gift is a gift. Simply that. Simply because God loves you. So what happens when you receive him? It says he gives you the authority to become the child of God. This morning, if you've never ever received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I want you as my Savior. Forgive me. And I receive you into my heart. And you become a child of God. Every time. I don't... There's... no. I can guarantee you there's no one that God turns away when they pray that prayer. No one. Ever. And then it says in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says now if anyone is enfolded in Christ if anyone has prayed that prayer he has become an entirely new creation all that is related to the old order has vanished. Wow. And everything is made fresh and new. It's an absolute, unchangeable, unequivocal, pure, holy, divine, simple truth. You're changed. Everything is changed about you. You become a new creation. What you were is utterly gone. And you become a new creation. I, I think um, a section in the book of Hebrews really cements in my heart this truth. In Hebrews 6, verse 16 through 20, God there says, it's very common for people to swear an oath by something greater than themselves. You know like I swear by Washington or whatever you want to say. Something greater than yourself. But God did the same thing. He said the oath will confirm their statements and end all dispute. So in the same way God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promises. His purpose was unchangeable. So God acted Added his vow to the promise. So in verse 18 it says. It is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promise. And his vow will never change. Wow. And now we have run into his heart. To hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort. For he empowers us. To seize what has already been established ahead of time. An unshakable hope. We have this certain hope. Like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. That's an anchor hooked into God. That's pretty strong. I, I remember when, when I was fishing sometimes with my dad. If you put the anchor out, if you get it in something soft or muddy or sandy, it depends on what the anchor holds in, how strong you stay where you are. But this anchor's in God. That's pretty strong. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone before us. He is now and forever our royal high priest. It's a better covenant built on better promises. In Hebrews 8, 6, a few verses before that he said, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old covenant for He is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises a far better covenant with God based on better promises wow God says if you believe in Jesus I'll give you salvation I'll give you eternal life God has promised to give us salvation He's promised to give us eternal life Holy Spirit adopts into His family all of that that's His part our only part in the whole equation, is that we believe Him. It's only, our only part is to have faith in Jesus. The scripture says that this new covenant, this new relationship with God, is built on better promises. Promises given by God to those who believe in Jesus. Hmm. Second, well, Maybe one more thought in this. This new covenant between God and man is as follows. God promised to give us the eternal life in heaven. Together with that, he gives us a new spirit by which we are enabled to overcome sin and to recognize and, and obey him. The covenant, there's only one thing necessary for the covenant to be fulfilled, and that is a person must believe in Christ. You must believe in Jesus. It's far superior to the old covenant. For instance, in the old covenant, the Israelites were brought out of the land of Egypt, and out of that they came it says in Psalm one hundred five thirty-seven, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among their tribes. I think we have a better covenant. A better covenant. In Deuteronomy twenty-eight it says Now it shall come to pass in verse 1 if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of his commandments which I command you this day that the Lord will set you high above all nations of the earth and all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. But we live in a better covenant. In the Old Testament all of God's blessing would come upon them and overtake them. And we have a better covenant than that. Wow. In 1 Corinthians 2 nine, it says, This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined the great things that God has prepared for them who love Him. We live in a place of better covenant. A second gift that God gives to us is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's fullness. Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost and he said in verse 38 of chapter 2 in Acts repent and return to God each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus the anointed one to have your sins removed and then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit gift of the Holy Spirit that's an incredible gift God gives us his Holy Spirit in verse 39 it says for God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your families, and for those who will be born, and for everyone whom the Lord, our God, will call. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive, when you receive salvation, you receive the Holy Spirit. But there's a fullness of the Holy Spirit that Peter is talking about that is available. In Acts 2, 4, it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants us to be filled with His Spirit they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2.4 well, what were you equipped with? power you're equipped with power in Acts 1.8 it says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you power God wants to give us his power we need to stop limiting the ability of the Holy Spirit and begin praying and believing God for the enriching and enlarging work of his Spirit in our lives wow Jesus meant for the Holy Spirit to be as himself with us till the very end of the age when he returns. And you can be sure he will return. Receive the moving of the Holy Spirit in your life. Let him move through you and with you and for you. He will supply any and every need you have. Simply believe him. Hmm. The third thing that comes as a gift, the kingdom this is an incredible gift in the kingdom. In Romans 4, 7, 14, 17, it says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it is in the realm of the Holy Spirit, filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom is filled with those three things, righteousness, peace, and joy. The first one, righteousness, in Second Corinthians five, twenty-one, For God made one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that those who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. He became sin so that you could become righteous. That's an incredible gift. And then peace. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. It's not peace that the world understands, this is a supernatural peace. It's a peace that passes our understanding. Hmm. In the Bible, the word peace is shalom in the Hebrew. Shalom, maybe you've heard that word but it's such a powerful word, it includes so many things Um, wholeness and health and security and well-being and salvation it's just a huge word and God wants to give you that kind of peace a peace that includes wholeness, health, security well-being, salvation all those things they're the blessing of God the blessing of God Hmm and joy and First Peter one eight it says you love him passionately although you do not see him but through believing in him Jesus you are saturated with an ecstatic joy indescribably sublime and immersed in glory do you like that kind of joy? that's the kind of joy you have if you're a believer in Jesus he says that joy is my joy and I give it to you I fill you with joy and that in the Greek that word is to be to exalt, to rejoice greatly, to be made glad, it conveys the idea of jubilant exaltation, spiritual gladness, exceeding joy. Wow. That's the kind of joy we need. His joy, his joy. The fourth thing that God gives us is health. Wow, that you know that? God gives us health. In first Peter two twenty four it says He himself for our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin, might live for righteousness, for by his stripes we are healed. Well we were healed. That isn't the right verse. Oh a different translation. Oh that's the passion translation. Okay. Put the, I put the right verse but the different translation. But at any rate, it says our instant healing flowed from his wounding. That's by his stripes you were healed. I got it now. And then another key verse is Matthew eight seventeen. In doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself our weaknesses and he carried away our diseases and he made us well. God's giving you as part of the gift that he's giving us, he's giving us his health. His health. And the fifth one, riches. Even more, God gives us his wealth in every area of our life. Not just money. It includes that, but not just money. Listen to the key verse in Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you have experienced the extravagant grace of the Lord, Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he became poor for our sakes so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. Wow, that's quite a promise. Quite a promise. I didn't write that promise. I just read it to you. Romans eight sixteen and 17 says, For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers to our innermost being you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children we qualify to share all of his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God, of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that is his and all that he has. We'll experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. I'm a co-heir with Jesus if I believe in him. I like Deuteronomy chapter th- chapter twenty eight. I read a couple verses, but this is verse three and following it says Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall you be shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you when you come in, and blessed shall be Wow, that's too many blessings. So you be when you go out. Verse 8 says, The Lord will command his blessing on you in your storehouses and to all that you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord is giving you. That's an Old Testament promise. Remember, what do we have? Better promises. Even better than that. Any promise you can find in the Old Testament, you can find a better promise in the New Testament a better promise there are just five of the gifts that God gives us exciting gifts, powerful gifts wonderful gifts but the real question is how do you receive them by faith by faith it's a simple answer in Hebrews eleven six, it says without faith it's impossible to believe God to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. We must believe that God is. And that he is a giver. He is the one who gave all those gifts to us. Hmm. In Jeremiah 29, 11, He said, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. If we seek the Lord, we will be, He will be found by us. And when we find Him, He will bless us. Jeremiah 33, three, Ruth said this one in the prayer time this morning call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which you don't know and then in Matthew 7 7 and 8 ask and it shall be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it shall be opened that's the good news of Jesus it's the good news of the gospel it's the good news that he gives to us He bore your sins so you don't have to. You can be forgiven. He did that for every person, including you. Hmm. Everything Jesus did in his death, he did as our substitute. He did for us. He paid for our sins. He assumed our guilt. He endured our penalty in his death so that you and I can have life, fullness of life. Abundant life, he said in John ten ten. Hmm. Every miracle he did, he died to provide for you, and for me is now. The fullness of all we need to bird. To we need to believe what he says is true. He carried away our weakness. And He gave us His strength. He gave us the fullness of the Spirit. He gave us His kingdom with righteousness and joy and peace overflowing. He gave us health. He gave us... Amen. Everything He accomplished in His vicarious death on the cross is part of the The good news and it's for every creature right now it's for you right now it's for me right now it's not oh someday when I get to heaven I'll have these things God wants you to be blessed today he wants to pour out his blessing on you now in fact in Ephesians chapter 1 he said he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus he has blessed us he wants to pour out his goodness on you He wants to pour out His life in you. Hmm. And if you have not accepted Christ by faith, or if you need His miracles, His blessings in your life, now is the time that God accepts to fulfill His word to you. Now is the time for you to accept all of His provisions, all of the blessings that Jesus died to provide for you. Hmm. That includes you. It includes me. It includes now. So what are you waiting for? There's salvation. There's new life in Christ. There's eternal life. There's the fullness of the Holy Spirit. There's a kingdom full of righteousness, joy, and peace. There's health. There's well. All of these. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? One last scripture. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has even entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Amen? Let's stand. Father, we just rejoice. We rejoice in You and what You've given to us so many things. The plans you have for us are for good and for not for evil. You're such a good God. You bestow on us the blessings, all the blessings of your hand. Right now, Lord, we just, we just fresh commit our lives to you. We say, yes, Lord, I believe my life with your blessings your word is true we believe what your word says we rehearse so many scriptures this morning Lord that say what you want to do what you've done what you've given what you've promised and we believe them Lord we believe every single one we thank you we praise you and bless you jesus we give you all the glory we give you all the glory amen if you've never received jesus in your heart there's going to be people up here to pray just while they're getting the picnic ready there's a great big obstacle course for all of you it's going to be lots of fun and there's good food and good fellowship stay and enjoy this time together Hallelujah. Put your hand in your heart this morning. I just, I just am captivated with that phrase in that blessing. Make His face shine on you. Lord, make your face shine on me. I like that phrase. God's face shining on me. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up His goodness upon you and give you His peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's party.